Section 9 of The Bookman, March 1921, by Various. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Bookman, March 1921, by Various. Section 9. The Poems of the Month, December 1920. Selected by Louis Untermeyer. No spectacle is more ludicrous to the gods and to men than when man, the fallible, attempts infallibility. Let a person begin to set up as an oracle, let him judge anything, from a poetry contest to a dog-fight, and his friends yielding to the universal distrust of man in the role of the omniscient, will first rally, then avoid, and finally waylay and do away with him. The contempt in which umpires are held is significant. Having profited by these conclusions, I wish to disclaim any pretense of judging the poetry of any month. The outstanding feature of December seems to be, but why should I hesitate to be dogmatic, the outstanding feature is the group of four poems contributed to Harper's Magazine by Robert Frost. But having said this much, it is difficult to choose one of the quartet for quotation. All contain the Frostian characteristic, the distinction of utterance coupled with an unusual dignity of mind, the quiet magic that, without ever raising its voice, is so eloquent in North of Boston and the later lyrics. The first of these four, the sharply condensed Fire and Ice, will find new niches in forthcoming anthologies. Wild Grapes, a feminine companion piece to the boy-swung birches, is delightful in its whimsical picture, magnificent in its last ten lines. The Valley's Singing Day is one of Frost's loveliest lyrics. I select his The Need of Being Versed in Country Things, chiefly because it reveals this poet's half-ironic raillery as well as his fresh apperceptions. The background of the burned house is never allowed to become grim, and the birds that in such a poem would be humanized and made to cry over the ruins, well, one must be versed in country things not to believe the Phoebe's wept. E. A. Robinson's sonnet, Vain Gratuities, illustrates that intellectual and technical precision which distinguishes all of this author's work from the early the children of the night eighteen ninety four to the recently published the three taverns this is craftsmanship of a high order and something that is far beyond technique the last two lines of the sestet reveal one of robinson's favorite effects a way of capping a casual and almost colorless poem with a sudden brilliance. Amy Lowell's A Grave Song, which appears in the same number of The New Republic as Robinson's poem, calls attention to the decided leap forward which this weekly has taken in the quality of the verse it is printing. Miss Lowell's sharp quatrains are in her best macabre vein. As a fourth choice, I have wavered between William Ellery Leonard's crushing protest, The Lynching Bee, from The Nation, and Osbert Sitwell's intense little lyric, Dead Man's Wood, from Poetry. I quote the latter chiefly because Leonard's fierce outcry is over 400 lines long. 
the need of being versed in country things the house had gone to bring again to the midnight sky a sunset glow now the chimney was all of the house that stood like a pistol after the petals go the barn opposed across the way that would have joined the house in flame had it been the will of the wind was left to bear forsaken the place's name no more it opened with all one end for teams that came by the stony road to drum on the floor with scurrying hoofs and brush the summer mow with the summer load the birds that came to it through the air at broken windows flew out and end their murmur more like the sigh we sigh from too much dwelling in what has been yet for them the lilac renewed its leaf and the aged elm though touched with fire and the dry pump flung up an awkward arm and the fence post carried a strand of wire for them there was really nothing sad but though they rejoiced in the nest they kept one had to be versed in country things not to believe the phoebes wept robert frost harper's magazine a grave song i've a pocket full of emptiness for you my dear i've a heart like a loaf was baked yesteryear i've a mind like ashes spilt a week ago i've a hand like a rusty cracked corkscrew can you flourish on nothing and find it good can you make petrifaction do for food can you warm yourself at ashes on a stone can you give my hand the cunning which has gone if you can i will go and lay me down and kiss the edge of your purple gown i will rise and walk with the sun on my head will you walk with me will you follow the dead amy lowell the new republic vain gratuities never was there a man much uglier in the eyes of other women or more grim the lord has filled her chalice to the brim so let us pray she's a philosopher they said and there was more they said of her deeming it after twenty years with him no wonder that she kept her figure slim and always made you think of lavender but she demure as ever and as fair almost as they remembered her before she found him would have laughed had she been there and all they said would have been heard no more than foam that washes on an island shore where there are none to listen or to care edwin arlington robinson the new republic dead man's wood in dead man's wood the rustling trees shiver shudder in the breeze the bird song drips on dead man's wood trickles through like falling blood and if the sun gives forth its light the yellow glory turns ash white the dark tall trees when day is past draw back their leaves pale and aghast when rusty shadows fall at dusk surely the spirit leaves its husk all night all day within this cover i sit and wait for my dead lover osbert sitwell poetry a magazine of verse editor's note each month the bookman will select a group of poems from the american periodicals these will be submitted to a prominent poet or critic who will choose from them the poems of the month though he will be free to add any others he may prefer 
Mr. Untermeyer will act as arbiter for March and April. The complete list of poems selected will be found in the gossip shop. End of section 9